Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Georgian trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! one here with my friend trip we're gonna have a little interview session um trip doherty go ahead and say hello to everybody what's going on everybody what's up robbie i appreciate you having me on no this has been a long time coming so i'm happy to have you here um we're looking forward to having more people in different parts of the shoe world and where you are, you wouldn't really think there'd be a direct shoe correlation unless you've been underneath a rock because you work at UConn and this is going to be super badass. So um, I kind of gave a really aggressive explanation of where you work, but why don't you give us a lowdown about yourself? And um, what you do at work? What's your title? Yeah, man. So, uh, so I, I work for the uh, for the UConn men's basketball program uh, on the coaching staff. My title is uh, the director of recruiting and video. Um, so, really, a lot of what I do is uh, in season. It's actually really interesting because it's very my job is very different in season and out of season. Um, so, right now in season, you know we're we open up on Wednesday. So right now, most of my job is putting together uh, scouting reports for, you know, the teams we're playing, uh, you know, get tendencies of, you know, our opponents, players, um, anything that'll really give our guys an advantage um, film wise. Um, and I work closely with our, our assistant coaches and our head coach, Dan Hurley, um, on putting together a game plan and, and what we're going to go in and our plan of attack for each game. Um, and then, you know, out of season, a lot of what I do is, um, you know, pre-COVID, you know, when we could travel and the AAU events were happening, um, I kind of refer to myself as dispatch for uh, for the assistant coaches that are on the road. Um, you know, I monitor players and keep our keep our big board um, of our targets of recruits. Um, and then when they're on the road, I'm, I'm, all, I'm in constant, you know, contact with them uh, about where to go and who they need to see. Um, just really trying to trying to make their lives easier um in any way that i can um and then you know when when we get these kids on campus a lot of what i do is planning those official visits um so a recruit will come on campus with you know maybe their their parents or uh, a high school coach or a, a mentor and um you know we show them around campus we give them a little glimpse into what it would be like to you know play here at uconn and I always laugh because the the number one thing that that kids want to see for the most part on the tour is is the gear room. Um, so that's kind of where where my 
my sneaker expertise comes in because we uh we have a really really incredible partnership and sponsorship from uh from nike which has been you know well documented through the years you sound like part uh eric spolstra so maybe <laughs> in 20 years you'll be the head coach of the miami heat it could be worse places, man. It's it's warmer. It's a lot warmer than here. I'll tell you that much. But man, um, just for reasons you said with the relationship with Nike, like that's going to bring in people this interested in the shoes, interested in playing basketball, maybe mm-hmm. uh, some more than the other. <laughs> they care more about the shoes <laughs> than the basketball. <laughs> but that's just such a cool uh, experience and an ability to have access to stuff like that. Uh, makes me feel like George Keel. I don't know if you've ever seen his yeah. uh, YouTube episodes. Have, yeah. um, those are really yeah. cool things. But um, that's where I would go first. I would also be trying to see what kind of sneakers you have in that back closet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it goes bigger than shoes. I mean, you guys have, I mean, with UConn and that level of Nike sponsorship, I got to imagine yeah. you have everything down to like toothpicks. Oh, yeah. No, it's 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 incredible. So they... Um, that Nike elite program that they rolled out, you know, uh, I don't even remember. It was maybe I want to say 2012. Mid, yeah. Yeah. 11. I was going to say right around 2010. So they, they rolled that out for, um, you know, those top college programs, the, the Dukes, the, uh, Michigan States, UNC. the Kentuckys. Yeah. Um, you know, so they took care of those programs a lot and, and UConn was one of them. Um, I think the, the prerequisite was that you had to either be make a final four appearance or win a national championship. Um, and last year they took that a step further and they rolled out, um, kind of the tier system of Nike elite. Um, so they, right now we're Nike elite gold, which is as high as you can be because I believe it's for multiple time national championship programs. Um, so you see on our jerseys, the little gold tag on the back of the neckline, um, kind of like in the NBA where they have that, that little gold patch that has, if you're, if your organization has won, a, uh, an NBA title, mm-hmm. they have that little trophy in the back. Um, so it's very similar to that, but, but right now I, I'm pretty sure there are only maybe 10, maybe eight, eight, uh, Nike elite. And then I think it's like silver and platinum, um, that they have that are, you know, still unbelievable but but we're at the pinnacle at the yeah at the absolute pinnacle of it so there's there is uh men's and women's too which is really really cool because you know obviously we talked about it briefly before but the the women's program is you know about uh, as a as far as winning goes that's that's who you want to model yourself after um laker stuff that's yankee stuff that's oh it yes it is it's it's incredible and uh you know so it's it's everything from we describe it kind of as like whatever you see uh you know any nba teams wearing is what we'll get Mm -hmm. and then the one thing that's really cool um is that everything comes you know, it, it comes complete. You know, I, I've worked at I've worked at a number of different different schools at different levels, low major, mid major, high major, and you know, sometimes you get you get the blank sweatshirts, and it's like, hey, send this to the embroidery shop and put your logo on it. But you know, you you still love wearing that stuff. But now it's kind of like they're sending us all the newest stuff, and and maybe the the year before it comes out, and those those other programs will get the will get kind of what we got the 
the previous year. Um, Don't want to call it hand me downs, so, but this the not previous no because it's still they're still getting really good yeah. stuff too. But it's there's it's it's, it's different. We, there's nothing. I'll put it this way: there's there's nothing that our men's or women's team you know lack in that in that yeah, department nothing you guys don't have i think this exactly. um, not just like pe's in terms of like hyperdunks and uh like the gr thick team basketball but every signature player pe's mm-hmm. which yeah. is a whole, other level. a whole other level yeah and that's 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 i think personally for me just being a you know a sneaker guy before this that was the coolest thing to be a part of um just you know the ordering process of that and kind of working hand in hand with nike on that and um it's really interesting a really interesting glimpse into how those signature models work because a lot of the times the you know the player whose whose model the shoe is has to okay the schools mm-hmm. um so obviously they'll be presented with the you know here's the our list of the nike nike elite gold schools and you know whether it's you know we this school gets the lebrons or maybe this program doesn't get the lebrons they get the pgs so it's it's really really interesting and um the other thing is we don't we don't see the shoe until they arrive you know we know what model it's going to be and we'll go in and do the order form and they make exactly the amount that we order um and then once they arrive, that's kind of the first time we see them, which which is really cool because that Nike design team hasn't they haven't missed yet for us. So it's Christmas every those year. Those are some of my favorite days. Yeah, the our equipment guy will always either shoot me a text or call me and be like, "Hey, you might want to come down here." And I know exactly what he's what he's referring to. Uh, and I I get up from whatever I'm doing and I run down to the equipment room. That's just all such good insight. Um, to even go back a step to the elite things, like I remember exactly those jerseys you're referring to. And when those mm-hmm. came out, it had like the kind of, it looks like holofoil print on yep. the sides. And those yep. were just such a vibe. And yep. to think about the evolution of that and then how teams are structured to get product. That's a really right. cool insight. But um, I mean... I can think of players not okaying things, but even if you just Google Yukon um, Nike PEs, very few yeah. people say no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and and it, we'll come back to that because that's going to be a main part of this episode is the obviously the kicks. Mm-hmm. Um, but you said you've worked at a place or well, places at various levels working up to here. Um, what is your experience in basketball and your experience with sneakers? Like, when did you start really loving shoes? Is that with UConn? Yeah. No. So I've, I've loved sneakers my entire life. And, you know, that kind of goes hand in hand. I grew up playing basketball and, you know, always wanted the newest, you know, newest sneakers and, and was always really, really influenced by that and grew up you know, thinking I had a chance to be Allen Iverson. And that was kind of the, those answer fours are like the, the shoe that I always remember in coming out in 2000. And I, God bless my mom. I was dragging her around to every mall that, that I could, that I could think of. And, you know, in, in the North shore of Massachusetts and trying to find these in my size, the, the red ones with the zipper. And, you know, that really kickstarted it for me because you know, just that thrill of the hunt. And that was before you could just go online and order them. I was, I was 
you know, nine, 10 years old calling these places and asking if they had my size and would they hold it for me? And then trying to convince my mom to drive me there. And, you know, I, I had to scrounge up the money to do to, to pay for them. Cause you know, my mom couldn't understand why I needed these sneakers. So bad, your mom but, and every mom ever, exactly, but it's just like the power exactly. of Alan Iverson. Cause you work at a Nike school. Now I know people on campus, but a lot of the time it starts with the question or answer four or answer mm-hmm. five. And it's just yeah, so powerful. Those were, I wore those things until they had a hole in the bottom of them. Those were, those were the first shoe that whenever I think of, you know, cause I, I'd never really thought of it. And someone asked me that not too long ago, kind of like, what, why are you so obsessed with sneakers? And I was like, I, I don't know. It was just that feeling of getting those, those specific shoes and, you know, seeing them in the East Bay magazines and, and all the ads in in magazines and, wanting to, you know, I idolized Allen Iverson, even though much to the dismay of my father, who was a diehard Boston fan and couldn't understand why I, I would like anybody that wasn't wearing a Celtics jersey. I mean, Paul Pierce uh, or Allen Iverson. I'm taking Allen exactly. Iverson. Exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, Pierce, Pierce, Pierce got his title, you know, in, in 08, but, but up until that, it was rough, man. It was tough to be a Celtics oh, fan yeah. when I was, oh, when I yeah. was younger. Antoine Walker, were, Paul Pierce here is oh, not very good. Oh man. It was the, the Rick Pitino and, you know, who's unbelievable, but that, that, you know, that didn't go not a well. highlight. That, no, not a highlight for the Celtics draft and, you know, Ron Mercer and those guys and all the, the Kentucky guys coming in. And, you know, that was when I really fell in love with the game. And, you know, I, I loved those Celtics teams too, but it was, there was something about Allen Iverson. He transcended teams. It, it didn't matter. You just, you, you loved him. I was infatuated with him. I mean, there's something about being six foot and being about six <laughs> foot in real life that makes you like somebody. So mm-hmm. that's the shit. Um, Absolutely. Plus those Sixer jerseys were a million times better oh, than man. the Celtics. Oh man. A million times better. The silk, those silk looking jerseys, the, uh, they need to bring those blue ones back Ooh. in my, they need to bring the black ones back in my personal opinion, but the black is way the better blue ones where, yeah, the black ones are unbelievable. When I think of the blue, the blue I think were, of Chris Webber yeah. just stinking up the joint and yep. the blue ones. Oh <laughs> God. He tried to give Alan Iverson, Chris Webber with no legs. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> that's shameful. But I mean, jerseys are the shit. Everybody loves jerseys. Um, You've had your hand in kind of the Yukon jerseys, right? Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So that was that. um, I think it was maybe like maybe a little over a year ago. um, You know, we Nike came to us and, you know, we were up for, you know, Jersey redesigns. And my first thought was like, Oh no, like I, yeah, this is awesome, but I don't want to be the guy to change the Yukon Jersey. You know, it's, it's that classic, classic Jersey of, you know, they change, it'll say Connecticut or I'll say Yukon, but that, that side blocking the Navy blocking with the, with the, with the red stripe right underneath on the side. And then the same thing on the shorts. I was like, the first thing I said to the equipment guy, I was like, we're not changing that. Like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be the guy to change the most iconic, you know, Yukon. You got to have the Husky piping on the side of the short. Exactly. You got to have it. Exactly. You can't there. Uh, that was a non-negotiable for us. And, you know, Nike, Nike thought the same exact thing. And they came immediately with some designs of, you know, what they wanted to do. And, um, 
you know, we, it was a really cool process because they presented a lot to us of ideas they had, but they were really, really open to, you know, dialogue. It wasn't kind of, I, I was kind of, you know, not nervous going into that first like meeting with them, but it was kind of like, okay, what am, who am I? I'm a, you know, a video guy on a coaching staff. Am I going to tell these designers that, you know, I don't like what they're doing or I have, I have an idea that I think might be better, but you know, the, they were, the dialogue was incredible and the, you know, the, the history, uh, the research that they did into the history of the program was really cool. And like the, we were able to do, you know, um, redo our, our white navies and we, we have an alternate gray that was, they had, it was a little bit of a darker gray. It was like a, uh, like a gun smoke gray, um, that we wanted to go to wolf gray, um, and, you know, keep, keep a lot of the same things, but our guys, our guys really like the gray uniforms and like changing it up. And then the biggest thing that, that, uh, I was most excited about was we were able to get, uh, we were able to get some throwback uniforms, um, this year, which are white home alternates. And they're exactly what you imagine when you think of, you know, those old 2004, the 1999 championship teams of the, the Husky head on the sides, um, in Connecticut across the chest and a really, really cool little detail that we had, um, that they presented with us. Cause we were saying that we wanted to make sure that we honored at a place like this. You want to make sure you not, you give, you know, each championship team and the people that are the pillars of this program and built this program to where it is now, you want to give them their, their flowers and you want to give them the nod and you want to pay homage to that. And so on one side of the shorts, it's the, the Husky head, that old Husky head with the tongue out, um, from 2004 and then it's the old husky head from 1999 and it's a very subtle difference it's just had kind of has to do with like the thickness of the navy outline of it but even like little things like that 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 nike you know really focuses in on and and took what we wanted to do and kind of put their creative spin into it was honestly so cool that i looked forward to every meeting we had where they would present us something new that you know they'd take what we we're talking about go back and then they would represent everything to us. And then I'm really excited about the way those came out. They look so good. And what is great is how you keep all those old elements and pay homage and all that good stuff while still stylized, like stylizing mm-hmm. in a way that's fitting for a 2021 se- season. Right. Right. And so those new, the newer jerseys that we had, that we have now, you know, we wanted, we wanted it to be that classic Yukon look, but wanted it to be a little more, a little cleaner. So we just kind of took off. So the, the, the way the jerseys look now is we, we re-added like the piping around the neckline and the shoulders, um, you know, a la Ray Allen and those, those teams that had the, I mean, that was back when they were starter. Those uniforms are incredible. Um, but we wanted to we wanted to add that back in because previously there there was no trim around it. Um, and then the Yukon um, name on the front and the the um, the front and back numbers 
where uh, they had like red, they were Navy on the white jerseys with red outline. So we just took out the red outline so that it was just straight Navy right on it. So it kind of looks classic, but a little more, you know, a little more modern, but we also added a touch of, you know, the nod to those 96 teams and, and different things like that, 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 you know, maybe at first glance you wouldn't recognize, but it was incredible to be part of the process and see, you know, the, the time and thought that goes into each detail of a uniform. Now, when I see uniforms, that's like the first thing I do is I try to like look at each thing and be like, okay, that, you know, depending on what program it is, or, or you see these, the, the NBA, the city edition jerseys coming out like those, I, I love because I know the detail and the, the, the level of thoughts that go into, um, you know, each little detail on that. Yeah. Was it Andre Jackson is a player? Yeah, so I'm looking yeah, at, I'm freshman. looking at his Jersey and I'm noticing the gold patch that I would have never really mm-hmm. had click in my brain had we not exactly, spoken to yeah. you in this episode. So <laughs> it just looks, I mean, from the perforations to getting rid of the red and the, the lettering and the name, it just looks so clean while still looking kind of like late eighties, early nineties, like vibes. It's the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. So great job, my friend. That's uh... a, <laughs> the other thing is that it's, we haven't, we haven't, uh, we haven't rolled them out yet. Um, but we were able to, uh, we were able to do a black uniform Ooh. here, which has never been yeah, done. Yeah. It's always Navy. Um, yeah. It's always Navy and it's always kind of those traditional, um, obviously the Yukon colors are of the Navy red and white. Um, but that's something that that I'm a huge fan of. And Coach Hurley is actually a really big fan of, you know, alternate black. You know, he, he loves different Yukon gear, whether not stuff that we would wear on the court, but but black Yukon gear. Um, so we were able to we were able to do a fifth a fifth uniform um, that's black and kind of took a little bit of the elements. My one of my favorite uniforms was um they still have them actually the Gonzaga uniforms, the black ones, that, yep. because I, you never think the ones that I think they say Zags on them. And I always just loved that they went with the black uniform base, but still had like the Navy details in it. I just thought that looked really clean. So we, we, uh, we haven't rolled those ones out yet, but, but those ones, uh, they're in here now. And, and some of the guys have seen them and they're, they're dying to get those ones on that was that was the coolest part was you know we wanted to make sure we we did everything right by the classic uniforms but also at the same time we wanted to give these guys something that you know previous that nobody had had here before and i'm sure all our listeners now are going to be like just waiting for that black uniform because i'm waiting for it that sounds sick uh, I know exactly what Gonzaga um, uniform you're talking about. So that's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, so people's eyes are going to be looking at the jerseys. Then they're going to eventually like slowly go down to the footwear. Mm-hmm. So what if you can say, if you can say, uh, what sneakers are you guys going to be wearing this year? Yeah. So we got um, this year we have the um, the Kyrie sevens. Um, those actually just came in. Those are really, really nice. And the guys are already wearing those getting ready for, we try to give them, you know, give them a couple options. Um, 
just so they can get them kind of broken in before the season starts. Um, so we have the, they usually come in, um, they usually come in the three colors of a base Navy or a base white or a base, uh, Wolf gray. So we have them in all three of those. And then in addition this year, um, we'll have that Kyrie in a black, which is really cool. Yeah. It's really, really good. Um, and, um, those, those, those black ones are, are incredible. I actually just saw those earlier this afternoon. Um, and then it's the, we have the KDs and, um, those are in, those are really nice. Those are the, so far, those our guys, our guys, I think have the white and the Navy pairs. Um, are the KD 13, they did a, yep. The KD 13, they did a wolf gray for us as well. in those, um, that will roll out probably when we, the first time we wear the gray uniforms, uh, for those guys. And then, um, and then the third model is the, the PG four, um, which haven't come in yet. I'm really excited to see those cause our guys really liked them. We got them, we got them the, just kind of the generic team bank ones. Just, we like to give them more of the, the generic signature shoes in the summer and the, in the off season and preseason, just so, you know, these guys go through shoes like crazy. But then they have a feel for it already. So when the PEs come in, they're familiar. So some of the guys, some of the guys, you know, are, they prefer to wear, you know, the Kyrie. So we'll make sure that we have enough backups for them. And, you know, we let them pick what color they want their backups to be of, of set, whatever their, their favorite model is. So, the guys are really good about that stuff too. And, you know, they, they recognize how fortunate they are to have that stuff. And it's, it's really funny because when we post it, I'll get, I'll get messages from some of the, some of the former players that I've gotten to know a little bit. And they're like, damn, like I would have loved to have these. And it's like, yeah, man, like this is kind of, it's kind of a interesting situation. Cause like you kind of, you, you made this happen, but so we try to take care of as many of those guys as possible too. Like, um, like Rudy Gay hit me, um, which was surreal for me because he I grew up and he was one of my favorite players. So it was like I was like a little kid when that happened. I was like, how does this guy even know who I am? But um, when he was down in the bubble, we made sure to get him some some stuff. And you know, Kemba when he come, he's he's just he's he's not too far away. Um, so we try to take care of all those guys too, because really they're, like I said before, kind of the, the foundation of the program and, and the reason that our guys get everything that they do now. So Kemba in like summer workouts is wearing Nike and not Jordan. Yeah. I honestly, I was, I was going to say that I haven't seen him wear the, the Yukon ones. Um, maybe he just wants he's them. got them. Yeah. He's got them and they're, I know that he's got them because a, I, I made sure, yeah. um, and B he's my size. Cause I was concerned that I was going to have to give up mine, which I would have been happy to do, but I would have been a little bit, a little bit sad about cause he's, he's an 11 and a half. Um, but, but no, I, I was thinking the same thing because before that, I'm not sure if Rudy's still with, with Puma or not, but, that was the same thing. I was like, man, like, of course we'll get you those, but I would love to see, I would love to see these guys wear them in a game, you know, but I, um, 
when when Kyrie was with the Celtics, he wore the I think it was the Kyrie fives. He the the Yukon Kyrie fives he wore in a game because he there was a little stretch there where where he was wearing all the um the schools that that get the PEs. Like he wore the he wore Oregon ones. He obviously wore the Duke ones. Um, I think he might have worn the Arizona, worn Arizona ones in a game, which was it was really cool to see him in the Celtics uniform and then a pair of white Yukon. Kyrie fives. No, that's got to be this to see him at your work and then see him on TV. Be like, oh, okay, yeah. that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you said three signature shoes. Is it annually yeah. limited to three? Or? Um, typically it is. Um, it kind of also just has to do with like like the women. Um, our women's program this year got the okay the LeBrons. Um. And it it really has to do with like the, I know that I'm not sure if they still do it, but I know that when we first got here, um, the women didn't, the, the coaching staff um, preferred to have the women's team wear higher cut shoes. They didn't the want them to wear um, low, low tops. So, right. So, so they don't get the Paul Georgia. So I think they work with Nike on getting a different model. So. So they got the LeBrons and they are unbelievable. I'm really jealous on those ones, but but we are um, the. Um, that would I'm explain why the, the UConn women had the like historically ugly KD seven super high. <laughs> those were crazy, right? There's there's a pair of those in the. Um, in the equipment room and I saw him a couple weeks ago. I was like, I didn't know the shoe actually existed. Like in my mind, this was like a myth. It was like a, like a Photoshop because that it's uh, like a KD seven with a used condom extended from it. It's just, it's, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> I mean, I talk crap on that, but there's a red pair of like KD 11 Yukons that are distance. There's so many good KD Yukon that I'll, I'll let that one slide. Yeah. The, the, those KD 11s are, that's by far my favorite P we've gotten here. The, the, the red and Navy ones. And then the, the white and Navy ones that they did are, I I've never even worn those because I just keep those in my closet. Those are, those are, that's a pair that I'm not sure I'll ever be able to get myself to wear. Cause the, that, the gray flying those are beautiful on the white gray. And then the red is obviously crazy too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, it was the KD eight with the big nastiness. So excuse me. Yeah, those are. Those but even are thinking back outrageous. to more uh, Paul George shoes, there's a really sick Paul George one PG one uh, UConn PE. That's this sick. Um, and then on top of that, tons of just like Nike basketball. Um, do you guys also get like non-signature shoes or? Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the times we'll try to get the guys, we try to, we try to keep it more of a signature shoe just because a lot of our guys have specific preferences now. Um, but like I said, like we'll, we'll go in and get, you know, in the early, the, the early season orders we'll go through and in the off season, but it's, you know, it's mostly they're getting the signature shoes and stuff like that. Like a couple of our guys were, we're hoping to get the, um, the the freak twos this year and i i think we'll get them next year um but i'm not sure about p for those ones i know that i know that some schools 
have gotten those it's a it's much more limited run um just because that's such a such a new mm-hmm. signature model um but fingers crossed because i played uh i played in high school and one of my best friends is pat Connaughton, who's a guard for the bucks so i've i've been brutalizing him i'm like hey man you got to tell Giannis to take care of us too over here in in Connecticut. I know he's probably never even heard of Connecticut, but you're the closest person, um, so you kind of have to. He, he, exactly, exactly. I'm I'm anybody that'll listen. I'll, There's I'll just been, to, I mean, you bring up player preference. <laughs> There's been such a shift from like hyper dunks and hyperizes, and obviously Nike shocks, but mm-hmm. just um, team level basketball shoes to more driven uh signature thing signature things so mm-hmm. it's just it's it's fun but it's also kind of sad that we can't have like ray allen wearing uh, nike air up tempos that kind of stuff where it's just like mm-hmm. gr things that everybody can enjoy yeah but you're the top tier of nike basketball you have to like get people salivating it every chance and Mm -hmm. and that's the thing too is like the i mean you think of back i mentioned rudy before but like we talked about a little bit before before hopping on here like you know when i think of those those college teams that had the best sneakers when i was growing up it was like you wanted to see what for me it was like an obscure team, but like San Diego state always wore the craziest Jordans because they were, it was absolutely Xavier Thames wore some of the best Jordans in games ever. And I used to go on, there was a thread on Nike talk that had, that would have pictures of, you know, college teams. And I remember just scrolling through it and being like this San Diego state team, even Kawhi wore everything wore the it was unbelievable but then you think of like you know arizona and they used to what they used to wear and those those foam posits and um then you think of well i do i thought thought of yukon and and the yukon's right there like you gotta put them on the same level as arizona and stuff like that because Mm -hmm. their signature shoes or signature moments in shoes have been elite like right yeah i mean you think of rip in the 14s and you think of you know i think of rudy in the 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 jordan 13s against syracuse and you know marcus williams in the wheat 13s and you know i think marcus was telling me a story that i think that they or, or maybe it wasn't marcus one of our assistant coaches kevin freeman was on the 1999 national championship team here and he said that before one of the NCAA tournaments, they were told that they had to wear Nike. They couldn't wear Jordans. I think either. I think that was the year that that so they got phone posits and like some of the guys didn't like them. And that was the year that uh, I want to say one of the years that Arizona wore. Wore the wore those royal blue foams. And it was just funny to me that that like now you know, even though Jordan's a subsidiary, obviously, but like now there are Jordan sponsored teams and Nike sponsored teams. So they don't, they would prefer us to not wear 
not not wear Jordans, but they would prefer us to wear. And that's kind of our thought process too, as a, as a staff and a program is like, we're getting some of the best shoes in the world like that. We don't need to go outside and, and wear anything other than, than they take unbelievable care of us with that Nike basketball. But it's funny to think of, you know, even the Yukon, uh, the Yukon guys that have gone to the NBA that are sponsored by Jordan brand is, you know, you, you got Ray and, and Rip Hamilton Kemba. and then Andre, Andre Drummond, Kemba. So it's like, it's a really interesting relationship that an unofficial relationship in my mind that I've always had with Yukon, those classic Jordans. And even that was, that was back when like, probably when I was a little kid was like the first time I realized like you didn't have to wear the team color shoes. Cause I was always like, okay, I'm on a Navy blue team. I have to wear the, this shoe and this shoe. And then I would like watch these games and Rudy was wearing the like black and red Jordan 13s. And uh, that, that is like a vivid memory of him at the, I think it was, I think it was at the carrier dome at Syracuse and he was wearing those. And they've they've rocked some heat here before and and you know but at the same time those guys still will will joke with me about how lucky our guys are to be getting it the comes full circle get. and when you think about wearing like non-yukon shoes as a yukon player it's like why would you want to bring sand to the beach <laughs> Right. That's kind of our, that's kind of the way we look at it. And like, our guys are really good about it too. Like they, they're, I mean, they're, if you want to Jordan school, to go to UNC as far as, <laughs> it, yeah, no, it's, it, they're exactly. You can, you can wear those on campus whenever you want, but when you, when you're rocking the Yukon uh, basketball uniform or when we're traveling on the road where we're rolling, we're rolling with our guys. I mean, we could even do, and we're going to do um, like a whole history <laughs> lesson from like Nike and Yukon. And we can go mm-hmm. all the way back to someone who's passed actually this year, um, Cliff Robertson, Uncle Spliffy, mm-hmm. um, a Portland trailblazer <laughs> in many ways. But um, he mm-hmm. brought in the Nike Air Revolution, which was... Mm-hmm. You know, the first basketball shoe to have visible air and like people don't think enough about the air revolution, but it really mm-hmm. did like start things into a different like trajectory for Nike basketball. It like changed what tech could do. And he was on the biggest stage wearing that mm-hmm. shoe. So I just had to give Cliff some love really quick. Um, but we're actually going to fast forward to the times you've been talking about the Ray Allen, the Rip Hamilton, mm-hmm. the Rip Hamiltons. So it's like we have Rip who wore the Candy Cane 14s. But then when they mm-hmm. retro in, in 2019, they call it the Rip Hamiltons. I know. Uh, Which is the ultimate nod to completely change a nickname and pay homage to a moment in college basketball history. In that way, it's just 
sick because Rip has so many PEs while in the NBA to kind of come a step mm-hmm. back and say, this is for you or because of you. That's just sick. Um, mm-hmm. But he also wore like pennies and so did Ray Allen. And that's kind of like yep. the phone posit era, Penny Hardaway era and how powerful Penny was to be giving these kinds of um, footwear moments to college players too. Absolutely. Um, Ray Allen with Penny one, um, you know, Air Max of Tembos, um, Air Max twos, um, just the big clunky goodness from the nineties. <laughs> Which I'm, I still don't understand how some of these guys played in these sneakers, but it's, they, they're unbelievable. Like Rip War, you know, the, the son of gloves. Like I remember seeing those and being like, I need those shoes immediately. Like, and specifically thinking of them as his shoes. Like, I, I don't know if I even connected the dots that they, I was so young at that point that, that they were Gary Payton's. Like I saw those on, on Rip and, you know, Khalid El Amin, what he would wear. He, I mean, I vividly remember him in the, the Garnet threes with the, with the Navy blue uniform. Like there were, these guys have worn some incredible shoes and it also is, you remember it because they were on such big stages. Like you said, like these guys were in, were wearing these shoes and you know, the, the sweet 16, the elite eight, the final four winning national championships. Like you remember those moments. And for me, at least I, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but like you remember the shoes that these guys were wearing in those moments and those go hand in hand forever. Just thinking back from those moments, we didn't even bring up like a Mecca Ogilfori. Like Mm -hmm. he was so big in college that his NBA career like makes it, um, less glamorous in our brains but at UConn mm-hmm. with Ben Gordon like Jesus oh, Christ yeah. that was a hell of a team yeah <laughs> they went number two and number three in that year's uh, yes they NBA did draft. um and uh, Dwight was Dwight, number one I think Dwight Howard won one yeah and Emeka Emeka ended up winning rookie yes of the year. there was a lot of pre-drafts um back and forth between who yep. uh, should get drafted which makes me think of um Hathib to beat which happened a oh, couple yeah. years later. Uh, I still rather have a Mecca, but um, just <laughs> thinking of Mecca's team and Ben Gordon's teams, Ben kind of bridged the gap between Jordan and Nike because he was wearing mm-hmm. like 19s and I believe he was also wearing mm-hmm. like 12s and stuff, but he's also wearing yep. like um, phone posit lights and Nike shocks limitless yep. and things that you could find on like your high school team, but then also tune in. Yeah. I got the, I got the air signature players because and he, he wore, wore the Amari Stoudemire. So too, um, yeah, just yeah. stuff you could find on your high school team and then go home and turn on the TV and see him rocking it in Madison Square mm-hmm. Garden is just, no, that was, um, that was Kemba Madison Square. Garden. Yeah. Yeah, Ben Gordon did too. He he went off there a couple of times because there's the the iconic um the, uh, the step back. I don't know if it was the oh yeah, yeah the Kemba step back. Kemba was wearing 
he was flu great. games, I think, or cool grays. He wore the flu games in the in the garden once, but he wore like the God, I can't. Oh, this is gonna bother me a lot. I know what they're the black one. They're black. I think they were seven. They were like the hybrid. Sixteen point five hybrid shoe. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, and it's the sixteen point five. And he wore them. Um, he came back last year to our like midnight madness, um, and was awesome with our guys. You know, stayed for the entire thing and then came back into the locker room was chopping it up with our guys. And one of our assistant coaches coached him in high school. Um, when he was young, one of our assistant coaches was then an assistant coach at rice in New York city, um, where Kemba went and we were talking about it. And naturally I had to bring up, (laughs) bring up the sneakers that he was wearing. He was like, yeah, man, I, I wore those sneakers the entire time time in the Big East tournament in 2011 and I wore them every game in the NCAA tournament and we won. He's like and I he was like I wore those same shoes and I didn't cut my hair. <laughs> like, well whatever you did worked man because that but you think like it's funny that they were those shoes because you think of I always think of Kemba in like you said like the flu game 12s or like the those rising suns the cherry red well yeah like he he wore he was another much better shoes than the 16.5. Yeah. But then that's what he had, like his most iconic run and that, that step back moment. And, you know, that's blown up on, on one of the walls in our offices here. And like, I walk by it all the time and it's like, it's incredible, but it's, uh, it's like kind of funny to me that that it's that you shake your head that it's pit and the (laughs) 16.5. Yeah, his uh, Brad Wanamaker was on the Celtics last year, and he, when when Kemba hit a step back last year, this past season, I think it was, it was in the bubble. It was either to go, it was like a, it was like a huge shot that he made, and after the game, Brad Wanamaker like quote tweeted something and was like, was like I've seen this before because Brad Wanamaker was the dude that switched off him on Pitt and had had no. Gary McGee on him flashbacks yeah, it's funny that they were yeah that they were teammates that they were teammates i mean in the just to kind of keep beating the 16.5 horse like that's a shoe that really epitomizes the fact that jordan brand is a performance basketball shoe brand like mm-hmm. it may not be pretty but that shoe got the damn job done yeah <laughs> um, yeah I mean, throughout 2011 and 2010, I mean, we already talked about the cool grays. Uh, I mean, bread 11s, um, all the 12s. But to see black and red shoes with the Yukon jerseys mm-hmm. kind of might have foreshadowed what you guys are doing now. Maybe. I'm just putting it mm-hmm. out there into the universe. It could be. No, it's, it would be the uh the 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 peas that we have now are nike nike took good care of us though but but the the flu game 12s would look would look pretty pretty damn good with with these black jerseys now but that that was the thing like i love that even a very very overlooked uh era of yukon uh sneakers was Shabazz Napier oh, and Boatwright had Boatwright the heat in the 
Oh my goodness. He, him and I think him and Marcus Williams go, that's like the, the heavyweight bout those two going against each other. And I, I hope either one of them for some reason ever hears this because I've told both of them that, that I, I, I would never be able to pick a champ, but those, I think those two dudes would find each other in the finals of if we did a tournament. Man, I haven't heard Ryan Boatwright in a long time, but I'm really <laughs> happy you brought it up. That's the kind of content we're looking for. Um, <laughs> but oh, there's this, I mean, we haven't even brought up Charlie Villanueva. And mm-hmm. I mean, it goes on and on. I'm going to bring up Charlie because I love the 2K4. And that navy yep. colorway, I literally had them. Those were and oh, yep. So did I. Middle school basketball for me. I remember him in the two K four and him in the Olympic yes. seven. Yes, he wore the Olympic sevens a good amount, and I like Charlie was unbelievable. Charlie was ahead of his time position wise in basketball. He was like the the epitome of a stretch four now, and he was so skilled and that at that height would that was incredible like i i feel like he didn't uh, at least for me i didn't recognize like how because he was so skilled i didn't recognize how tall he was and but those those olympic sevens i remember him wearing vividly and then obviously he i think that the 2k4s he wore in that 2004 ncaa tournament run so those again you remember the shoes because those dudes were in such big mm-hmm. moments and I'm actually looking at uh, Andre Drummond pitchers and he was such a little baby at UConn. Yeah. Yep. Infrared sixes is what I think yep. of when I think of, when I think of Andre Drummond in the UConn uh, uniform. So many good pigs, so many good guards, <laughs> just. Oh, the guards are, the guard plays unbelievable I mean, here. We could go on for days, but that's about time right now. That was a really good talk mm-hmm. and trip. I really appreciate your insight. And your um, ability to break down some complex sneaker things from the NCAA standpoint that none of us knew, or I would say a lot of people did. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't before I got Uh, here, so (laughs) it's been interesting. Well, maybe one day in the future, we'll do a follow-up and see how these uh, 2021 jerseys went. And uh, once we see the shoes, we'll definitely be posting those on the Sneaker History Instagram. Absolutely, man. You'd be on the lookout for those. I got I got our uh, our content team all over it already. So those should be rolling out be pretty all over soon. It. Um, <laughs> so go ahead and plug your Yukon uh, Sneaker History Instagram profile you have. Yeah, man. So I started that um, last year. It's called uh, the kicks archives, um, really was doing it just to kind of keep these, keep the photos. I have access, uh, again, with the, with the content team, I work with a lot, uh, who's awesome here. And they have, um, they have kind of this, this drive that you can log into and it has pictures that date back to, you know, the early eighties. And I was going through it one day on, again, kind of nerding out over it. I was like, these dudes have rocked some crazy sneakers in games. And so I started pulling them and started putting them up there. And, you know, I, I should probably do it more often because 
it seems like a lot of people or a good amount of more, way more people are interested in it than I thought I was doing it more so for myself to keep, keep the pictures archived. Um, but it's called the kicks archive archives. And, uh, you know, I try to try to post there every, every chance I can. Cause, uh, the, the content in that, in that drive is incredible. That sounds like the golden goose. Yeah, it was, I stumbled upon it by mistake one day and I was like, Oh, I just hit the jackpot. <laughs> Man, that's a good problem to have. But um, <laughs> thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, make sure you're following Sneaker History at Sneaker History. Duh. Um, but yeah, that was really fun. And I appreciate your time, Trip. And uh, thanks everybody. And have a good day. What up, y'all? This is Nick again. First, I wanted to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. It really means a lot that you would spend a part of your day rocking with us. Before you take off, I wanted to ask a few favors. If you're looking for more content from the Sneaker History crew, head over to patreon.com slash sneakerhistory. Our Patreon members get access to exclusive episodes of the podcast, our latest merch, giveaways, and much more. You can become a member for as little as five bucks a month, and it really goes a long way supporting the crew. Next, make sure you're signed up for our email newsletter. We share updates about the footwear business, some of our favorite finds and deals, and other sneaker-related news a couple times per week. I like to think of it as a one-stop shop for the sneaker game, or at least a work-in-progress one-stop shop for the sneaker game, if you know what I mean. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. Whether online or in person, social distancing and effect, of course, it helps make the sneaker community a better place, and you never know what conversation and opportunity might come from it. As always, we appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.